You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Welcome to SuperPod. I'm Arvind Patuban, the host of SuperPod, and I am the CEO of SuperOps.ai. We are here to bring in some interesting stories from MSP world. Anything to do with MSP business, anything to do with influencers, anything to do with the trend in the MSP space. I have a special guest today, Nate Sheen. Nate is the owner and president of Datacom Technologies, an MSP based out of Greater Cleveland. One thing that intrigues about Nate and his firm was his razor-sharp focus on the manufacturing space and being an MSP in very specific vertical. He has seen a lot in this space ups and downs and how the market has evolved. I'm going to be quizzing Nate on exactly these things, how an MSP owner, how he has evolved and how he's managing this firm in these interesting times. Welcome, Nate. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Arvind. Nate, did I miss anything about you? Do you want to add something, introduce yourself to the audience? Well, no, I think you covered it really well. We're a younger company in the MSP space. We celebrate five years and here in December of 2020. And, and it's been an interesting fifth year. We were hoping for an interesting fifth year and man, we got it. So it's, <laughs> it's been a ride and it's been a very positive ride for us. That's really good to hear, Nate. So I'm going to jump right into the most obvious questions, right? So we are pretty much almost the end of the year and we have seen how this pandemic has treated us in the 2020. And I wanted to ask you your journey during this pandemic, like what happened? How did you adapt? Like, were you able to win businesses? Were you, what happened? Did you change your game? A little bit more about the journey during this pandemic time. Well, you know, when this started happening, one of the things we had invested a lot of money into a trade show right at the beginning of the pandemic. And that trade show happened in our state shut down I'm going to say about a week and a half later, it was done. And the lead follow-up, nobody wanted to talk about IT at that moment. And it started to get a little scary. And clients started saying, well, we might have to close. And if we close, we're going to try to keep some things going because we don't know when we'll reopen. And there was just, there was a lot of unknowns. And so I sent my staff home. I said, we're going to work remote and laid off one or two of them for like two weeks. And it was a very, very uncertain time. And what we found was is people needed us even more to the point where at the end of those first two weeks, I was like, I need everybody to come. We need all hands on deck. I can't handle this. We need to stay on top of this. And we really went to a growth spurt at that point. Interesting. And how did your customers react? We're like, everybody are going through it, right? Like, were you able to retain some of them? Were you able to win new customers? How the business overall forecast was? I say initially, we did not win any customers. It kind of became a retention type of situation. And, you know, we got a couple of months into it. We started adding customers very, very quickly. And it had been helpful at that point that we had already discussed what does the right customer for us look like. So we knew that when they started to come knocking at that point, because it became such a need for them to have good IT, 
they started calling us and it really made a big difference. And we actually added some startups, which was surprising to me, people who saw needs that were coming out of the pandemic, that they saw an opportunity to start a business. We did have a couple of businesses close up shop and we had to help them close up shop. That was an interesting time as well. But ultimately at the end of it, we, we added several more clients because of it. Interesting. So do you think this is one reason, like just based on my understanding, I think this is because your expertise is in a specific niche, right? The businesses need you. You are an expert in MSP for manufacturing businesses. And is that is the reason or do you see MSP business itself is a critical business? It's not like people can like just like that overnight move away from MSP. What do you think is the reason? MSPs are becoming the most critical part of any small business need. It's, you know, when you when you start a small business, they say you, you need an accountant, you need an attorney. I think they're going to add to that. You need an MSP as a part of that, too, because of how important technology is to your business these days. And a lot of people are realizing that they're saying, I have to operate a business in a world where brick and mortar is not the focus. And how am I going to make this virtual? Number one, they don't have the expertise in how to make it virtual. And then the security aspect is so huge to them as well. And some MSPs did very well with this during this time. And some, I don't think they did very well at all with it. And MSPs have had to change their strategies and the way they do business during this time or they're, they're struggling. Interesting. So I'm going to jump into the most interesting topic, which I had just for the audience. We spoke a lot during the prep call about what Nate is doing for the mental health in the community. And I really wanted to hear his journey and mental health as a founder is a lonely journey. We know that. And that is one thing as a MSP, as a community, we need to adapt as practice and things you do as a founder, as an MSP expert. I just wanted to learn more about your experience and what do you recommend to the other fellow MSPs on how to manage mental health when we are all working from home, we are alone, more about that topic. I felt it really interesting and I thought I can jump right into it. Well, particularly on the mental health topic, that's been a journey of mine for a couple of years now. And the number one thing that I have seen the stats are that just business owners at large, but even MSP business owners, IT professionals, the suicide rate is very high among owners. And it comes down to getting good help during that. And then Many people know that the suicide rates and depression rates are a lot higher because of the pandemic. And one of the things that I had put into place in my own life was I started meeting with a counselor because of my own personal issues and realizing when you're a small business owner, small MSP owner, that your company really lives and dies by how you act mentally. You know, if I'm having a bad day, the company's having a bad day. And that, can, that really comes into play when you're a one-man MSP, and there's a lot of those out there. I was in that situation not so long ago of being a one-man MSP, and I could actually see when I was having a bad month, it was because I was having a bad mental month, and I could see it in the numbers. And I said, well, how can I improve this? So I suffer with PTSD, 
And along with that, of course, depression plays a part in that as well. And it's always a difficult time for me to deal with those things. And so being able to recognize those things in myself and focusing on that and saying, I have a problem. The only way that I can deal with this problem is if I recognize it, say that I have a problem and then get help for it. Because oftentimes we'll say, I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to deal with it. And we have to, or your company's going to suffer. The people around you are going to suffer. And a lot of us get into these businesses, not just maybe you're trying to make millions of dollars and be the greatest MSP on earth, but maybe you want to do something like myself. You want to build a legacy for your family. And, you know, I want to have something here for my family long-term, whether that's financial stability or a company long-term. And those are a lot of the reasons I did that, but I didn't want to suffer on the mental side and make them suffer on the mental side and ultimately be the go and reverse effect with my company because I ended up not being able to take care of myself mentally. And that's why I think it's so important. And a big passion of mine when I talk to other MSP owners is saying, how are you doing mentally? Because it is very, very lonely at the top. And we tend to turn to things that don't really make us feel any better. We think that they change our feelings just because you feel different doesn't mean that you're feeling better. And we need to find things that actually make us feel better and not just make us feel differently. Uh, that's wonderful. And the question, like, I think we as a herd asking that question, like, how do you feel mentally? It goes a long way. And one other pattern I notice is when we go to office, we sometimes zone out coming back home, right? But now that our home has become the office, where do we actually draw the line of this is my personal time? This is my personal space. Are we able to cope up? Because all the time, MSPs are needed, like IT, they just, the phone keeps ringing, right? Do you have some kind of best practices on how to keep work separately and have your own time, family time, and how do you manage that? I think having a good communication structure in place with your customers, having a good relationship with the owners of the companies that we work with and stating that this is my personal time, or this is my professional time when you can and cannot contact me on less of a case of an emergency. And I've heard all of the excuses, well, they need me, this, this thing or the other thing. And I think a lot of MSPs don't charge accordingly for those types of emergencies. I found when I put some rates in place, like, hey, you know what? It's after seven o'clock at night. It's I'm going to charge extra to deal with this. They respect that and they realize that it's family time as well. Also, just having a structure in place, using your RMM to say, you know, here's how you can submit a ticket. You don't don't text it to me. You put it in all of the information is there. Put that process in place. We have these great RMMs. Sometimes we don't utilize them the way we should. We're trying to be using the cell phone to get everything texted to us. Or use your voice over IP system. Uh, let Make them use voicemails. Make them go through those automated attendants and say, well, if this is an emergency, press this number. And then that's the phone call that you get on your cell phone. If it's just a general message, we're thinking of something, leave a message over here. Those are so many systems and processes we can set up very easily for ourselves just to save ourselves some sanity time as well. Absolutely. Actually, I think at the end of the day, there are tools which can help us. There are certain ways of 
communicating to the customers end of the day it's okay to say no right sometimes huh? to talk to your customers where you have the relationship to tell them it can wait till tomorrow right so it's very important well you don't need every customer in the world out there to be honest and i think yeah. when i i approached this i heard that a lot saying well you don't have to go after every single customer i have let a couple of customers go that it just did not mesh well with our personalities okay. or the types of things they needed and i actually was able to serve my other customers better and make more money from them because there were opportunities i was missing with them because i was too busy chasing all of these other things makes a lot of sense so if you think if we can do something from our end as a community to educate more msps about what they can do to improve their mental health improve their employees mental health like is there some kind of tips you want to share uh, like do you want to like if there is if superops can do a program about it what do you think we should do with mental health the first step in that is we don't talk about it generally just in broad we don't talk about mental health we don't talk about what's going on with it we suppress it we say we don't want to talk about that i don't you know there's bad things that have maybe happened to me i'm feeling down i'm just i don't want to talk about it the first thing we need to do is is just talk about it and you have to be willing to be a little bit more open with somebody and say there's something there's something going on with me and the person that maybe something's going on with them may not be the first person to approach it it may have to be somebody who's gone through that experience and is saying okay i'm i'm healthier now and i want to help other people and willing to talk to other people about that and that's that's something that i'm trying to do is saying hey i've gone through something or i'm going through something i'm dealing with it you can deal with it too i'm somebody here who understands the struggle and i would like to help you with that now everybody has time capacity and everything like that but i would say the one thing that we can do as a community is work out those peer relationships where we can help each other do better with our mental health and not be afraid to talk about it because if you don't the people who don't talk about it I always hear unfortunately the people who commit suicide or something is like why well, it was so surprising we thought everything was fine and they weren't talking to anybody about what was really going on with him and i know for myself most people were like i didn't know that these things were going on with you and so being more open and communicating what's going on if you're communicating that there's something going on with you somebody else out there is going through the same thing and they're going to say oh that's happening to me and i feel comfortable talking about it because this person is talking about it as well that's fantastic and i definitely will make sure something is being done in this space and given that we're all working from home we need to it's time we talk about it more and coming back to our business topics i feel that there is a trend a buzzword being thrown at for almost a year now ai has been in the talks the iot has been in the buzzwords like uh, there are a lot of articles news vendors everybody talking about it from your perspective from like there are different sizes of companies but from your size of companies and verticals do you think these trends are getting adopted or do you think it will get adopted in future if not now what is your take on it i would say from the customers perspectives they don't know a lot about it and it's not really being adopted at this point at least in the msp space i think there's a lot of unknown about it there's not a simple process to put something like this 
in place. I look at it as an MSP owner. There's so many things you have to know as an MSP owner, especially most MSPs are smaller staffed. And it is kind of based upon the owner's knowledge of a particular vertical or market. And they say, okay, I'm going to take AI to market. It's challenging to even consider learning something new that's not simple to learn. And it almost looks like a luxury item. Like that seems interesting. That seems like maybe something worthwhile doing. But we're over here still trying to get them to do the basics. We're still trying to get them to get antivirus on their computers or trying to get some type of email monitoring system in place. And so it looks like the mountain you don't want to even consider climbing at the moment, I would say, for even introduce AI into the MSP space or even to take that to the customer. That's a very interesting perspective. Yeah, awesome. So how are you looking at the future, like next year, right? There is, everybody are talking, a lot of going to change. There are a lot of uh, things are going to stay. And people are also saying that the economy is going to be completely after the elections and there might be a depression. Like, do you foresee uh, economic depression or how well you are prepared? Or if you were to give a piece of advice to other MSPs on cost-cutting, budgeting, and these kind of things, what's your take on these topics? Well, I guess first to answer the first question, I don't think there'll be an economic depression next year. If you want to look particularly at the MSP space, I don't think that even if we were in a depression, we're now in an industry where it's so essential that everybody's going to pay for it. The internet service providers are putting a ton of money into building their networks better. I'm seeing it around me. And there are a lot of people getting into the internet service provider space because of the need for more bandwidth for the work from home. And there's going to be certain industries that it's going to take a very long time to come back. Like if you were serving the airline industry, I'm sorry, that's going to take a huge toll on you. There's other industries that are going to do very, very well through this and identifying those and taking those to the next level is what's going to be important for your MSP business. If your MSP suffered or is going to suffer during this time, I think it's going to be because of the industry that you're focused on. You need to change course and go to a different industry and apply your knowledge over there. Perfect. Perfect. That's brilliant. So I have something special planned for you. I have a rapid fire round. I'm going to ask more questions about you to understand your habits and your way of doing business. So are you ready for the rapid fire round? Let's go for it. Awesome. So are you a Windows or a Mac user? Windows. But I will say, I always got the complaint that we don't work on Macs here. So we actually own some Macs here. And we're the only Mac MSP, I would say, in this region. So we're Windows, but we're friendly to Mac. How's that? (laughs) That's nice. All right. So what is your biggest MSP pet peeve? About other MSPs? Yeah. I would say the talking down to customers. I would think Uh that's my biggest MSP pet peeve. Not getting on their level and helping them. I would say talking like a know-it-all. Yeah, just like I know more than you. That's my my biggest pet peeve. Yeah, understandable. Okay. What is your one biggest productivity hack like day to day? can be a smallest thing, but like what is your, if you say your biggest productivity hack? Do something unproductive. 
That sounds backwards, but build something slightly unproductive into your day. I don't care if it's going to get a cup of coffee or taking a brief walk or something, because that makes me more productive when I'm able to get my mind out of what I'm doing and walking away from it. I say, I try to do one unproductive thing a day that has made me more productive. In that terms, it's just rebooting the system. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, you got to reboot yourself. I know as an owner, I don't sometimes take lunch. You know, maybe you just need to take lunch every day. If you're working from home, you need to go do something instead of being stuck in your office all day. Absolutely. All right. So what's your favorite gadget apart from your phone? I don't know. I really like sound. I have one of these JBL flips speakers and that's probably my favorite gadget at the moment because of how good of a sound it does. It's about, you know, this wide. It's about less than a foot long. I say that's my favorite gadget right now. I have so many gadgets. It's kind of hard to to (laughs) say. I say that's my my favorite thing at the moment, but that could change tomorrow. So (laughs) I agree. If you were to recommend an MSP, your favorite book or a resource or a podcast for anybody to listen to or read to, what would that be? Anyone, pick anyone. Oh, wow. My favorite book. I don't know the title of it. We could probably link it when we're all done here. It's a book about how to be a, a good CIO. I don't have the title. I would have to pull it up for you, but we could we could link it here as well. It was is a fantastic read. It's about threat response and, and nice. everything like that. Right now, I don't have a favorite podcast. It might be Superpod next. I'm not sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Hopefully, we have that there. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> yeah. I have one last question for you. Like We do this as a habit for every guest who attends Superpod. We ask them to recommend the next guest. If you were to recommend a next guest who you think should be on this podcast, who would that be? It can be an MSP influencer, an MSP owner. Anybody who can contribute to this podcast. Oh, I think you need to get Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor yes. IT Works. So it's a legend. So I read a lot of his stuff and follow what he does. And, and I think uh, he's doing a good job over there. Perfect. Hopefully we can get them soon. Uh, if you want an introduction to Tim Taylor, he'd probably be like, who the heck is this fanboy? But I would say <laughs> I would get Tim Taylor on. So Definitely. We will do our best to get him on as a guest yeah. over here. Awesome, Nate. It's really been wonderful talking to you. A lot of great insights. And I would definitely want to work with you in future in contributing and giving back something to the community, especially in the mental health program. If in case we decide to do something on those lines, I would reach out to you. And thank you so much for your time today. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much.